So this Torah portion is called Lech Lecha. And it means journey forth. Go forth, journey forth. And this story, which is of Abraham and his journey and the start of his journey, has a personal uh, place in my heart. And uh, that place in my heart, this song called Canaan Bound, is, is, is linked with it. Um, if anybody asks me, how did, what was with the story behind your move to Rhode Island from New Jersey? If I'm going to give him the short answer, it would be that my job transferred me to Groton, Connecticut. And uh, so we got a house in Rhode Island, which was close to Groton. That is a true statement, but it's leaving out a, a lot of the story. In 2007, we moved here, and moving here has been an incredible, incredible experience for Susie and I. Uh, Rhode Island has been an, uh, it's just been a, a, a place of, of shalom for us, uh, of healing. It's been an amazing experience. We moved here in 2007. 10 years ago, almost 11, 2007. 2006 was hell. Where the Lord, in his good pleasure, decided to take everything that was important to me and crumble it down into rubble on top of my back. In fact, I remember this one time when... Um, I was on the floor, prostrate, and I just felt the weight of everything that was going on on my back. In one moment, the Lord, who is a good gardener, but he's such a good gardener, he doesn't just take care of the beautiful flowers on top. He's faithful to know when there's something underground that needs to be taken care of. And in his good pleasure, the Lord saw something that was percolating, growing underground that needed to be gutted and ripped out quickly. In my life, in my marriage. And God did that. And in a moment, everything that was important to me, my marriage, hey, I th thought everything was perfect. My job, my congregation, my friends, my family, everything was came down to rubble, everything, in a moment. And in the midst of that trial and turmoil that I was dealing with, I looked up and there was a little bit of a light on the horizon. And that light was our move to Rhode Island. And the Lord opened up an opportunity for us to move to Rhode Island. Oh, now people said that you're just kind of making the geographical, what's, what's the word? Cure. You know you, you, you know, you can't just move away from your problems, Brian. They're going to follow you. Well, that's, I understand that, but this was a divine move. I didn't realize it at the time because our walk is a walk of faith and not always by sight. But in the midst of the rubble, there was a light, and that was a move to Rhode Island.
So I followed that light. And it turned out that God's blessing was full and rich and thick here. And there was healing in, from our move that we're still experiencing today. But I didn't want to go. Because I didn't know what was up ahead. I didn't know. All I knew is that my congregation was there in Jersey. My friends were there. My family was there. I had a job. I had um, a, a place in my congregation. I was an elder and a worship director. And I had to leave all of it. Not because I wanted to, because it was to save a life. And it was to honestly save a marriage. And it had to, it had to be done. But I didn't want to go. So in that process, God used this of many things, some things, but he used this song to speak to me. Anybody ever get spoken to through a song? It's all the time. So this song is Abraham talking to Sarah. Every word in this song is Abraham talking in the first person to Sarah saying, Sarah, take me by the arm. We're going, we're moving to Canaan. And it's going to be okay. God has promised it's going to be okay. So don't be afraid, Sarah. Just take me by the arm and just come on, let's go. So as this song ministered to me, I was Sarah. <laughs> Say hi, Sarah. So that's why I'm wearing a pink shirt, exactly. And I suppose that Yeshua was Abraham saying, come on, we're going. And the song ministered to me because it spoke to me even prophetically about I f what I felt were things that were going to happen once we made the move. So uh, this song is important to me. We're at this Torah portion where this really, this story is now, is, is there in the Torah portion. So I'm going to open up with this song. And I hope I can make it through it without crying. Come 
to Canaan come I trembled at the voice of God A voice of love and thunder deep With love he means to save us all And love has chosen you and me Long after we are dead and gone For a thousand years our tale be sung Hey, I'm not crying. <laughs> well, you are. <laughs> Bless the Lord. So we enter into this Torah portion, and Abraham is called to go on a journey. How many people know here when you accept Messiah into your heart, you're called to go on a journey? It's quite a ride. In fact, it's the ride of your life. And you don't even realize you're signing up for it when you accept him into your heart. You know, the Lord kind of grabs you. We're in a bad place, and some dumb evangelist comes over to you and says, you got to accept the Lord Jesus, Yeshua, into your heart in order for things to get better. And you're going to heaven when you die. And you go, I'm in. What's not told to you is the journey that proceeds. That the good, good gardener bought the whole thing, the whole field. And you start a journey going from glory to glory. When Abraham was called, God's calling to Abraham was, was, was kind of strange if you read the texts. God was very clear what he's coming out of, where he's leaving from, and he does not tell him where he's going to. He said, Abraham, come out from the house of your father, from your country, from your relatives, and go to where I will tell you. Well, that's not very helpful. You don't need to tell me where I'm going from. I know where I am. You need to tell me where I'm going to. 
It's like after services, we're going to Rebecca's, then the party, and Jose's for the party. We don't need to be told that we're leaving from service. We know we're leaving from service. We need to know where she lives. We need to know where we're going to. But the Lord goes to Abraham and says, come out from the house of your fathers. Come out from your relatives. Come out from, uh, from your house of your fathers, your relatives, and your land, and go to... I'm not telling you where, I'm gonna t- where you're going. That's essentially what he said. This is why it is a walk of faith. But the walk of faith that we have is not necessarily a walk of geography. It is a walk from glory to glory. Paul wrote in Corinthians that, that we see his face unveiled as in a mirror. And we are being transformed into that same image, glory to glory. So glory to glory is is not even a a step-by-step or a uh, you know, a revelation by revelation or a, or, or a song by song or whatever it is. It is a step-by-step into his image. So when you accept Messiah into your hearts, you are, become, you are entering into a journey of transformation. Into his image. So when we see in the mirror, we see him. Because when he looks at us, he doesn't see us just where we are. He doesn't see us based on the, 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 the shortcomings that we see in ourselves. He sees the fullness, the completion. And when we accept him into our hearts, he sees that. He sees himself. And he says, I could turn this into me. And I will do whatever it takes to do that. And that's the journey that we're on. We get stuck because we look at ourselves in the natural. We get stuck because we look at ourselves just in the flesh. And we look at Yeshua, the author and the finisher of our faith, the perfect, unblemished Lamb of God. And we look at ourselves and we don't add up. We don't, we don't match up. And we see our shortcomings. And we're like, oh my gosh, I'm being transformed into this image, the image of God? I got a long way to go. And many people are stuck because all they see is the distance that they have to travel and how long of a distance it still is. But there is a remedy to this that we could learn from the story of Avraham Avinu, Abraham, our father, When we read his journey, right in the first chapters of this Torah portion, it says that he went from his place of his father's. And the first place he went is Shechem. And at Shechem, he was given a revelation. He said, your descendants will possess this land. Revelation. He then moved from Shechem to Bethel, and he called upon the name of the Lord there. New revelation, new heights, new glory. He knew how to call God by his personal name. Called upon the name of the Lord. He went from there to 
Hebron. And the Lord said, look around, look north, south, east, west. Your descendants are going to inhabit all of this. You see all the sand in this here desert? If you can count that, then you'll be able to count your descendants. New revelation. But he didn't just go on from glory to glory, from revelation to revelation. He didn't just say, oh, that was nice, Lord. Thank you, Adonai. I'm moving on now. Every time he hit a milestone, a destination, he built an altar. He built an altar at Shechem. Then he moved to Bethel, got new revelation, and he built an altar there. Then he left, and he went to Hebron, and he built an altar there. And why is it important to build an altar when we have these revelations, when God gives us the glory, when we're going from glory to glory to glory to glory? Why is it important that we build an altar where he brought us to so we don't forget his benefits? So you know what the remedy is of looking forward and saying, my gosh, I, am so sh- I have so many shortcomings. I am so far away of being him in his image. I'll tell you what, turn around and see where he's brought you from. And recognize, oh my gosh, he was faithful here. He was faithful here. Now I have perfect confidence that he will be faithful in the future. Because I have seen the glory of the Lord, and I didn't just make a sacrifice. I didn't say thank you, Adonai, and moved on. I made a note of it and said, Lord, you have done something amazing here, and when I turn around and look at that, I have confidence to go into the future because you have shown yourself faithful to me. Now I know you will be faithful as I keep going on and on because you have been faithful in the past. So don't forget to build those altars on your journey. Those are milestone markers of what Adonai has done for you. Those are glory markers. And he is faithful as you progress forward because he won't rest until everything that he sees that needs to be in his image is in his image. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. When he bought you with a price, he bought the whole thing. He bought the beginning. He bought the end. He bought your ancestry. He bought your DNA. He bought all the, 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 you know, the, all, the, all the familial things that you've gone through. He bought your generations. He bought your struggles. He bought your sins. He bought your, your addictions. He bought all the things you think you're good at. He bought all the things that you're going to be good at that I don't even know you're good at yet. He bought the whole thing. He bought the beginning and the end. A man goes and looks at a field and sees a treasure in the field. And he hides the treasure in the field, sells everything he has to buy the whole thing. Yeshua is the man. You are the field. The fullness of who you are is the treasure in the field. So we accept him and he sees the treasure. The treasure is himself. It's the image of God in the field that you don't see, but the, he sees it. He sees it. He sees the treasure. So he buries it back in the field, sells everything. He gave up everything to buy you. Thank you, Adonai. Now he's in the process of taking care of that field.
He bought the rocks. He bought the grubs. He bought the sand. He bought the weeds. And our father, our good, good gardener, the geologist, the good geologist, the geologist of the soul, knows exactly what needs to be uprooted, what needs to be planted. And he will continue this on from glory to glory to glory. So don't forget, don't forget, when he brings you to a new place, when he brings you to a new place, mark that place. Because there's going to be a time in the future where you're thinking like, man, I got so long to go. I can't believe I'm still sinning in this old sin. When that sin that so easily besets you, besets you again, you can look back and be grateful to Adonai that he has taken you so far. Because if you look back at, at, at what you were and you look at how you are now, you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know back then that I'd be at this level now. And that is proof positive that you are in a journey and a transformation process being turned into his image. So thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Adonai. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Barachi nafshi et Adonai. Bechol karavai et shem kadsho. Barachi nafshi et Adonai. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Ve'al tishkehi kogimulav. And forget not his benefits. What has he done? He's redeemed me from the grave. He has surrounded me with compassion and love. He has restored the years of my, my youth. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Thank you, Adonai. Lech lecha. Lech lecha. When you journey. Enjoy the ride. Because he's faithful. He is faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Adonai.